Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Well, hi, friends. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 102. Well, today is a gift for us all. Corey steps into the amazing testimony of Glenn Eshelman, founder of Sight and Sound, an entertainment company that produces Bible stories live on stage. If you've experienced a Sight and Sound production in person, I don't need to describe to you the unmatched beauty and talent displayed on their 300-foot wraparound theater filled with actors and live animals that bring Bible stories to life. I mean, it truly rivals a Broadway show. But it's likely that you don't know the story behind Sight and Sound's origin or how its founder decided on the name. Even if you have not heard of Sight and Sound, you're about to hear a powerful story that will leave you in greater awe of our God of details. Before swiping out of this episode today, be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app to make it easier for others to find us. You'll also want to check out our show notes at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com for the link to Sight and Sound's website, which now includes ways for you to view their productions from your very own home. And of course, don't forget to share this episode. Are you ready to hear how God used an eight-year-old boy's talent to reach over 30 million people with stories from the Bible? Let's join Corey and Glenn's conversation now. Well, hi, Glenn. Welcome to You Can Tell the Children. We are so excited to have you. An honor. I mean, I wanted our listeners to get to know you because your life points everybody to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's what we're all about. That's right. (laughs) And that's why it's so exciting to be with you today. Thank you for this opportunity. Sure. Can you, since I know you, but can other people uh, introduce yourself? Tell us about you. Are you married and kids and grandchildren? Please tell us. Sure. Let me rewind the tape a little further than that. Born in a good Christian home, a very conservative home, Lancaster County Farm, as was my wife. She was Shirley Brubaker. No, she's Shirley Eshelman. But uh, we both came out of wonderful homes with wonderful teaching in our home and in the church. And it was very much an inspiration to me to do what I do today. Though I raised, was raised on a dairy farm and thought I would die a dairy farmer, God had other plans for me. <laughs> and it was called Sight and Sound. 1961, I married a beautiful young lady by the name of Shirley Brubaker. Her giftings are in the business realm. She takes care of all the numbers and all uh, the wow. bills. A good, good match then. It really was. I was the creative one. We're different in many ways. We laugh about it saying, I am the throttle and she's the brake. <laughs> and I tell her, without my throttle, you would have got nowhere, Shirley. But she says, without my brake, you'd have went over the cliff and crashed. <laughs> Very true. But, and and uh, how long are you married? Be 60, 62 years on Sunday. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's coming Sunday. So uh, from that, uh, Shirley took care of the business side. I took care of the creative, the production side. 
Uh, I'm the visionary, and uh, with uh, with all the uh, vision that I had, Shirley always supported me very much. And without her, I couldn't be where I am today because uh, God fulfilled the missing part in me when he gave her to me, Aww. which I'm very thankful for. We have four children. Our oldest one is Kim. Brenda is second. Amy is third. Kristen is fourth. All married to wonderful guys and uh, very involved. The entire family, uh, just back up a minute. We have uh, 16 grandchildren. Wow. And uh, I think it's 13 great-grandchildren. One was just brought into the world last week. Awesome. Um, many of the family, much of the family is very involved. I would say the entire family is really bought into sight and sound and plays a major role in it, be it present at meetings or in prayer or just support, whatever it is. We're a strong family-run ministry and organization. Some of them have a very high roles here in Sight and Sound. Now, uh, I'm going I'm to stop you a second because I, some of our listeners, they're from all over the country and actually all over the world, and they might, might not know what Sight and Sound is. Can you explain what Sight and Sound is? Absolutely. Sight and Sound, I'll put it into a wonderful nutshell. It's putting the Bible on stage. Let me give you our mission statement, and that'll help everybody. Our mission statement at Sight and Sound was developed back in 1972, and everything we do at Sight and Sound must be wrapped in this mission statement, or else it's, it's not Sight and Sound. It's, it's not our vision. It's not our calling. Mm. Our mission statement is to sow the Word of God, present the gospel of Jesus Christ to all of our customers through live theatrical stage productions, and be wise stewards of our God-given talents and resources. That's the mission statement. So as best we can, and as we have been doing for many, many years, we have been putting the Bible on stage through sight and sound. Let me just tell you where that came from yet. The name sight and sound came from Jesus himself. When I was looking for a title, I might say this, as much as I can, I glean out of the scriptures what we're going to do. I try to follow the teachings, the footsteps of Jesus and the Word of God. So when we were looking for a title, I had many secular names written down. One morning I was in the scriptures, and I ran across this scripture where the disciples said to Jesus one day, they said, Master, why do you teach in story form? Why do you speak in parables? Well, we never heard it this way before. And then here's what Jesus said. He said, in seeing, ah, sight, they don't see. In hearing, said, they don't hear sound. Thus, he said, their hearts have become hardened and they don't believe. Mm -hmm. So that was where I got my name, Sight and Sound. But then the vision came out of that as well. By speaking in parables and doing what he did, he staged his sermons. He mm -hmm. took a lamb, he took a pearl, he took soil, whatever he could get his hands on, and he illustrated it to them yeah. in sight and sound. Mm -hmm. Wow. And in doing so, he said, thus they believed. That's where my vision came from, from Jesus himself. And I said, if it worked for Jesus, mm. it'll work for me. <laughs> and it has. It's an incredible tool in this age in which we live to minister to the multitudes of people around the world. Well, I want to dive into more of your testimony. That was a great overview, a good, great start. Sight and Sound, to me, is near my hometown here in Pennsylvania, but it's also in Branson, Missouri. So it's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania and Branson, Missouri. Wrap around a gigantic stage 
use live animals, camels and horses and sheep. I think there were, I think your one son-in-law told me it was 34 sheep they used for the David to David one. Right. And we even had backups. <laughs> yeah. Just in case sheep weren't going. Love it. It's just very, it really pulls you in. It, it brings the bobble to life is mm-hmm. what you do. Sure. And it through the, the, it's like Broadway caliber. It's Broadway caliber theater for it's the above Bible. It's Broadway. I agree with because you. Because it has an anointing upon it. Absolutely. That Broadway doesn't have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do for our listeners, you know, we talk about you can tell the children. And we talk about uh, different ways for us to just simply tell them. One of them is to go to a sight and sound show, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you just. But the other is, is I just want to talk about how you even started because you are an artist first. And so I just saw some of your paintings and they, they brought me to tears, actually. Thank you. And I, I want our listeners to know that God gifted you with something and he grew it. And so t- take us through that journey of how your creativity God used. Absolutely. Being raised on the farm, far back as I can remember, I was always intrigued and just moved to the nth degree by God's creation. As a, as a little boy, being out in the fields, in the barn with the animals, where whatever I was seeing in God's world of creation, it just moved my spirit and moved my heart. And what happened, I would come in from the barn, in from the fields, into the farm kitchen at the table, and I would take my pencil and paper, and I would draw what I saw that day. I had eight crayons, and I would color them with my crayons, and I was begging my parents for that box of 48. (laughs) <laughs> and being a conservative family, it took forever to get the box of 48, but I got them one day and thought I went to heaven. So <laughs> I soon discovered that God had given me this gift of art, and I want to pass this word on to you as parents with your children. Though I came out of a very conservative home, my parents saw this gift in me, and they encouraged it, and they spoke into my life to keep moving forward with the gift that God gave me. They recognized it, and instead of doing nothing about it, they encouraged it and moved me forward with it. Until I was at the age of eight, my parents, to this day, I have no idea why, but they did it, bought me five tubes of oil paint and two paintbrushes. I never asked for them. More than that, I had no clue how to use them. I (laughs) I knew nothing about oil painting, but God in his sovereign plan for our lives, thank you, Lord had a Sunday school teacher who was an artist. He also saw this gift in me, and he kept encouraging it and encouraging it. He said, Glenn, you have a special gift with art. Not only that, but if you need help to learn how to oil paint, I'd be more than glad to give you some tips on it, of which he did. Wow, you got a teacher right there in your Sunday school. Absolutely. And my parents continued to move move forward with my gift along with me until at the age of 12, painted a painting of our home farm. It was very large. It was uh, about five feet by three feet. My wife still has it hanging in her office and will not let it go. After I painted that, my parents encouraged me to enter that into the local farm show, of which I did. I won an award, a blue ribbon with that. But more than that, God provided an audience for me now that gave me public exposure. And all of a sudden, here I am, a young boy, just about in my teens, And farmers and other people were asking me to paint a painting of their farm. And I was doing them free of charge because I never thought they were that good. But 
I guess they were. <laughs> so somebody one day told me, they said, your paintings are that good. They said, you need to start charging for them, which I did. Got married at the age of 21 and went full time as an artist. Wow. Just painting Lancaster County farms. I used to go to the Manham Farm Show for one week, display my paintings and paint there every evening and would get enough of orders in one week to last me a whole year. Wow. So you, you, God gave you a talent. You were using it. Very definitely. So what happened next on this journey to Sight and Sound? Okay, I just back up for one second yet. Sure. Back home on the farm, I still say my father was the absolute best Bible storyteller I have ever met. Absolutely. I remember at the age of 16, I would get in bed with him at night and say, Daddy, tell me another story. And what he implanted into my life back then has bloomed and blossomed into the world today because he used to make those stories so real. I was there. And I used to close my eyes and I was right in the footsteps or in the midst of Jesus when he was telling a story. So what happened was I was painting a lot of Lancaster County farms. I would go out in the field and sketch these farms, bring them back to the house to paint them, realized I forgot a collar, how many windows were in that house, the chicken house, whatever. So I went and bought my first camera just to reference the farm painting that I was painting. And all of a sudden I fell in love with photography as much as I was with the paintbrush. So I started traveling all over Lancaster, Lebanon, York County with my camera just for the fun of it. And the, oh, I loved God's scenery. And I was shooting picture after picture. 1965, a lady from our church called and said, Glenn, would you be willing to show some of your scenic slides for a family night at Hostetter's Banquet Hall? And I turned her down. Shirley said to me, why did you turn her down? I said, I remember as a boy when the missionaries would come to our church and I would be laying on that hard bench in the wee hours of the morning, bored to death with these slideshows. And I said, I'm not going to do that to somebody else. <laughs> they finally talked me into doing it. So Shirley and I decided, let's make it interesting. So we put some music to it. Ah. We put scripture to it, some poetry. And we showed it that first night with the intent, one show only. That was it. One show. Had no title. Wasn't fancy. Shirley was holding the flashlight, reading the script. I was clicking the projector, trying to read the script as well. Uh, she was dropping a needle on a turntable for the music. Okay, for the for the younger moms out there, that means it's a, it was a record player. That was a record player. <laughs> yep, the big ones. So what happened? That was Sight and Sound's debut. Ah. That was our premiere showing. And from there on, people started asking for it. We made it portable that we could take it out into uh, other places to show it. We gave it a title, To God Be the Glory. And all of a sudden, we had another business going beside the painting business. So the photography turned into shooting weddings and portraiture, but also turned into slide productions. We started with one, one slide projector, added a second projector, a third, a fourth projector. We were traveling this country. Maine to Florida, as far west as Colorado, New Mexico, with this table with four projectors on it. And we were in large auditoriums with it. We were in small church groups with it. But what happened was that led in to building a theater to see if we could have people come to us. That was smart because your family was young then. Yes. You were take, probably taking them with you, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Shirley was out with them. I was out with them. I came to the point where I said, this is not my cut of the cloth. I'm not one to live on the road. So God put it in our hearts 
to uh, produce a show entitled The Wonder of It All that we did in the Lancaster Bible College Gym Auditorium in 1972. And it was, a, it was a production on the life of the Lord Jesus. Actually, from Genesis to Revelation, it was. We did it with 15 high-intensity projectors and an 80-foot screen. It was like IMAX. There was mm-hmm. nothing being done like this. It's how God always has worked in my life. We never looked over the fence and copied what somebody else was doing. My direction came from one place, the Holy Spirit. Mm. He said, he will guide you. He will lead you. He will counsel you. He will direct and he will teach you and he will disclose to you all things. Thank God for a teacher like the Holy (laughs) Spirit. So what happened, that show sold out every night and played to over 30,000 people in 10 weeks. And it proved to us that people would come to us. Upon that, we were able to get enough seed money to buy three and a half acres of land down here along 896 which became the Living Waters Auditorium in 1976. That was your first theater. First theater. Started with multimedia shows with the 80-foot screen and 28 projectors in there. We had a fountain show in there that we did along with the multimedia. Started to add some live stage to that until 1985. Produced my first all-live stage production entitled Behold the Lamb. It was on the life of the Lord Jesus. And it was much more than just the Passion Week. It was the story of the Savior. Wow. So um, from there, we outgrew Living Waters, built the Entertainment Center, did the production of Noah there in 1995, which kind of still is our signature show, and was the launching pad that put sight and sound on the map, the -hmm. production of Noah. Wow. Yeah, because Noah had all the animals, and Mm -hmm. uh, it was absolutely huge. And my, actually, do you know how many shows you have, like different Bible stories you have done? There's over a dozen, I'm sure. Oh my, uh, I know, but I'd have to sit here and count them up. That's okay, because because uh, Esther was the last one I saw, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was my favorite. Absolutely wonderful. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Do angels have feet? We love that our kids are thinking of every detail, including what angels look like. Since angels are spiritual beings, we can't assume to think that every angel has appeared the same to humans. Some have looked and sounded just like us, and others have had a potentially frightening appearance. We do read in Isaiah about a vision he had of angels at the throne. Each had six wings, two covered their face, two covered their feet, and with two they flew. It appears that yes, some angels do have feet. I have to ask you, you're a painter, and then you were a, a photographer, and so you kept, God just kept taking your talent, bringing it along with you, with your family. Why the Bible? Why weren't you branching out into other things? You know, why just the Bible? Well, it's the most meaningful thing to me in my life. There's nothing more important to me than the Lord Jesus and the gospel. You and I, all of us have been given a job description by Jesus himself. He said, go ye therefore into all the world, proclaim this gospel, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as best I could, I have tried to fulfill that in my life. I've also tried to take the gift that God gave me and use it for his glory. I had an opportunity early on when I was in, started in business to go with Disney really? as an artist, and I turned it down. Why? This, I mean, Good this, question. Is, this is Walt Disney. I had to make a decision. Am I going to take the gift that God gave me to draw ducks and mice 
Or am I going to use that gift to help people find the kingdom of God? Nothing wrong with Disney World and Disneyland, but there's a greater kingdom and a greater place for people to go to, and that's called heaven itself someday. That's my dream for people. That's my passion for people. When you see the uh, your audience and when they come and give you what they think about it, what, what do you hear? What does your audience hear uh, or what do they say about the sight and sound shows that you and your family put on? I would say number one thing I probably hear, they feel like they're there when they're in the show because it's this 300-foot wraparound stage around you. I would say the second thing would be they feel the presence, the presence of the Lord. I hear people say this all the time. We start to begin, we begin feeling that when we drive up the driveway. Nice. And we see the building. And I built the Millennium Theater with that in mind that though we do Bible on stage, let it begin on the outside as it enter mm. the outside of that building. And the structure of that building is very much that which is in Jerusalem. The three domes represent Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All the arches represent Dolan, Jerusalem, Israel itself. Mm -hmm. I would say more than that, people have an experience with the living God, with Jesus himself when they're in those shows, because it's the word of God. And the word of God is quick, sharp. It does the work. It's powerful. There's nothing like the word of God. And when you can present that, when we can present that, thankfully we can, insight and sound you have those two elements working for you, sight and sound, which is a powerful tool that impacts the heart, soul, and mind of a person. So I have two questions for you, Glenn, because we're going to wrap up here a little in a little bit. You are talking about using your gift and how you, you gave it to the Holy Spirit, you gave it to God, and you had a chance, like you said, to Walt Disney. What would you say to parents out there who see their kids that have giftings and how would, how would you encourage them to talk to their kids? How would you say, how would you do it? I have five Ds that I taught my children. I taught it at Sight and Sound. I speak in a lot of churches, a lot of organizations, and I still teach the five Ds because I believe in them with all my heart. Number one, discover the gift that God has given. That part of you that just comes out naturally. You don't even have to make it happen. It's just in you. God has never created a one person that he has left without that special gift. So I encourage parents to find and see that gift in their child and know your gift yourself and be an example to your children with the gift that God has given you that someday they can carry on and see what mother and dad did and say, huh, for them, I want to see it work for me. Number two, D number two, develop it, get good at it, practice it. I didn't become an artist overnight. I still, at the age of 83, I still am endeavoring to become better, developing it, practicing it, finding better ways to do it. The third D is after you have discovered it, now you've developed it, you're good at it, you actually have confidence in that gift. There's faith in God that he has given that. Deliver it, number three, but deliver it for the glory of God. Give you an illustration. David on the back 40, tending daddy's sheep. One day he discovered he was good with a stone in a slingshot. And not only did he discover that, he started to develop it. I'm sure that boy threw that stone that many times at the knot hole in that tree 
until he never missed. Probably, yeah. Never missed. I agree. And he became so confident with that throw, with that sling, that when he went to deliver it with Goliath, no question in his mind, no question. This day, God will deliver you into my hands. But he was doing it under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Number four and number five, I'll put them together. Determine not to let number five, the devil, get it. Because what I have seen so often in my life, somebody discovers it, they get good at it, they're making money with it, they made a name with it. Ah, look what I have done. And all of a sudden, they forget the one who gave it to them in the first place, and they're selling it out to the world and to the enemy. I would encourage you as parents, use your gift. Let your light so shine before your children, before men, that men may see your good works and glorify your God who is in heaven. The Bible says, we are his workmanship created unto good works. The Bible also says, seeing that the days are evil, make the most of your time, fulfill your ministry, fulfill the gifting that God has created you with. He gave you that for a purpose and with a plan in mind. Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to destroy you, but to give you a hope, hallelujah, Yeah. and a future. Great word. So often our plans get in God's way or before his plan, fill his plan. Glenn, this has been great. I Thank you. Thank you. I am sorry that we are out of time because I want to talk to you even more. But Sight and Sound is absolutely a gem that, that people need to discover. If you haven't already, like I said, talking with you, even hearing the, the whys behind it makes me even appreciate what you do even more. There's Sight and Sound TV. We'll get the uh, website on the show notes for our listeners so they can check it out. But Glenn, all your advice, I'm a mom as well. So I really appreciate your wisdom and your knowledge. And with one of my last question is, will you pray over us as we leave? These parents, moms, dads, grandparents, aunts, uncles, who can tell, who have, have children in their circle of influence that can tell kids about Jesus. And sometimes they're afraid to. Mm-hmm. Father in heaven, we come into your presence with grateful and thankful hearts. We worship you, true and the living God, thanking you for the gift of life, physical life, health, strength, that of a sound mind, but mostly for eternal life through Jesus Christ, your son. We thank you for this opportunity to share vision, purpose with other people, with parents, with children. Thank you, Father, for the work that is being done through this organization in bringing the word of God into the hearts and lives of young people and into their homes. And I pray you will grant them great wisdom from above uh, to continue this work in a greater way that will touch and change lives and destinies for all of eternity. I pray, Father, you will use this time that was spent here in word to minister to people, encourage and strengthen them, and help them in their walk with you. I thank you, Father, that you are a very present help in our time of need, our times of trouble. So be with this audience now in a special way, Holy Spirit, guide and counsel, lead, direct, move and touch their hearts as they listen and experience some of the work that you are doing here on earth through a ministry called Sight and Sound. Give you the thanks and all the glory. 
Thank you for those who made this possible today. Bless them, make your face to shine upon them, and grant them your peace. Shalom. In the name of Jesus, Yeshua Messiah. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Glenn. You're welcome. I was deeply inspired by Glenn's advice to know our gifts and help our children know and develop theirs. How have you used the five Ds in your life? We'd love to hear how you help your kids develop their God-given gifts, just like Glenn's parents did. Would you take a moment to go to Bible to School on Instagram or Facebook and comment on the August 1st podcast post? Tell us what tips you're putting into practice and see what others have to say. We are all in this journey together. Praise the Lord for that. Have you felt called to use your gifts in new ways lately? Let me tell you about a practical way to make a huge kingdom impact right where you live. You've heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School. What is Bible to School? In a nutshell, it's a way to teach the love of Jesus and bring his word of truth to children during their school day. And you can play a major role in seeing that this happens. Not sure if your area has a Bible to School? Our newly revised website has a zip code locator for you. If you find that there is no local program, we have a team ready to help you change that. Go to Bible2School.com to learn more. Last but certainly not least, I want to invite you back here next week to hear another amazing testimony. Bible to School Director Stacy Novak will share her journey of seeking and obeying God's voice and making an impact in her public school. Until then, friends, make the most of this day that God has made. And remember, you can tell the children in your life about Jesus.